0: In the house of the Lord this morning, Amen. Amen. If you're a fan of ours on Facebook and you know all the prayers have been going out for Callie, am I saying that right? Callie, uh, the little uh, young lady who is just as strong as can be, fighting that cancer week in and week out. And Jana, you're sitting right in front of that family. You family, turn around and see Miss Jana. Jana, you turn right here, girl. Jana's daughter, Candy is also a cancer survivor when she was a baby. So miracles do happen. Please continue to pray for that little baby and their family in this time. Amen. God is in the miracle business. I believe it. I see it. Deuteronomy 2. I come in this house with a word in my spirit this morning, and the word is to change. God says that this is a season of change, not just little change, but major change. I went out to the football game, watched my son and the rest of the boys calling, and all the boys play football Friday night, and man, the breeze was just football weather. How many love football weather? Matter of fact, how many just tired of this hot weather and want some cooler weather? Praise God. As I was sitting there and just soaking that up and enjoying that, I I, I know that the seasons are about to change. God wanted me to tell you guys this morning that change for the better is coming your way. Somebody give God a praise. Change for the better is coming your way. Who need to hear that this morning? God says a new change, a new season, a major change. Deuteronomy two one says, Then we turned... And took our journey into the wilderness by the, by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spoke unto me. And we compassed Mount Sarai many days. And the Lord spoke unto me saying, Ye have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn northward. I've been doing the same thing long enough. It's time to turn around. It's time for Change. How many today, thank God, that they're not who they used to be? They're so proud of where they're going and the new change that God is making in their life. In, in the New Living Translation, I want to read that to you. In the New Living Translation also, Deuteronomy 2, one says this, Then we turned around and set out across the wilderness towards the Red Sea, just as the Lord had instructed me, and we wandered around Mount Syriah for a long time. Then at last the Lord said to me, you've been wandering around in this hill country long enough. Turn and go northward. How many times do you wish somebody just come up to you and just tell you, hey, it's time to change your life? It's time to get a hold of this uh, 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 bad way of living, this bad way of thinking. I'm so thankful for the most godliest woman that God put in my life, and that was my mother-in-law, Miss Ruby Lorenz. Man, my, my mother-in-law's gone home to be with the Lord. Praise God this morning. But as I've told you several times, my mother never, I never had that connection with my mother. I was 38 years old before I heard her tell me she loved me for the first time. And and, and, and that was when I led her to the Lord on her deathbed. But when I married my wife, my beautiful, lovely wife, and we started to have children, I began to enter into a relationship with her mother-in-law. And most people, man, that just ain't a good thing. Some of y'all are shaking your head. I know what you're talking about, Pastor. But for me, it was different. My mother-in-law was a Christian, and she was a good Christian. She was a great woman. She had a lot of integrity, which integrity is needed in this world we live in today. Somebody say amen. Amen. And my mother-in-law was just that that woman. She had so much character and so much integrity. And she was a Lutheran. And I would give her a hard time after we get saved about being a Lutheran. But it don't matter about religion. That woman was saved and today she is home with the Lord. After me and Mary got married it settled me down a little bit but it still didn't just take that 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 drive of being just buck wild out of my life it took the Lord to remove that out of my life I'm still crazy can I say that but I'm just crazy about Jesus nowadays and I still believe that you can have a good time and be a Christian today amen but one time in my life, me and Mary just started making a way, and we just bought our first house, and it was in Crawford, Texas, right next to the president of the United States, governor. He was a the governor then. Bill, Bill, what was his name, honey? George. I know. I'm just seeing if you knew, if you're following along with the message today. Are you helping me out here? We lived in Crawford, Texas. and We just bought a house, and George W. Bush was our next door neighbor, if you wouldn't believe that. It was the truth. He was in our backyard. His property lined up to some of our property. And man, we lived there and we bought that house and it was long before, way before he came in the picture. And we were just getting it put together and we were just starting to build a life together and we, we made our house nice and we went and bought a new car and and and, and I t- it was a Ford Contour. It was like a smaller version of a Ford Taurus. I saw one in the parking lot this morning which made me remember and change my whole message today. I remember going out drinking with my buddies one night and we had been at a rodeo all day and they said, let's go to the bar. I said, well I need to take my horses home, take my truck home, take my trailer home. I said, I'll meet y'all there. While I got home, Mary was there and she had the kids and she said, hey, how was the robe? And I said, it was good. She said, you want something to eat? I said, no, I'm going to go hang out with the buddies. I'm going to go out to the bar. She's like, please don't go. Please don't go. I was planning on going to church in the morning. I said, man, you go ahead and go to church. I'm going to go to the bar. That was my life before Christ. A lot of you can testify to that too. Maybe some of you here tonight, maybe some of you here this morning come out of that bar last night. I hope this message helps you. I went that night, and I went to the bar, and I got drunk, and, and, and I decided not to take my truck because I had a big old dooley with chicken lights, and I knew that cops look for those duallys with chicken lights in the middle of the night because they just, just expect those guys to be drinking and driving, so I told Mary, I said, I'm going to take the car. She said, oh, don't take the car. I said, I'm going to take the car because then I'll be incognito. So I took the car in hopes not to get caught drinking and driving. I'm ashamed of that today. But I took that car and I went to the bar and I hung out with my friends. We had a good time and I drank too much. And I was coming home to Crawford, Texas. And at the end of our road was this great big old rock pile. And I'd had so much to drink. I drank and drank and drank way more than I should have. And there was a big old rock pile. And all of a sudden, I felt the need to be Bo and Luke Duke. I decided that I could take this contour, and if I backed up further enough away, I could jump that thing, and if I pressed the horn, maybe I could hear dly-dee-dee-dill-de-dee-dee-dee. So I backed up with all the confidence that any old drunk could have. And this was a brand new car, we'd only had it a couple of weeks. And I said, I can make it. And, man, I massed on the gas, man, and I flew as fast as I could. And I went up the side of that rock pile, and I jumped like this. I didn't know there was another rock pile on the other side of it. And the car stuck right in the other rock pile, busted the whole front of the car, knocked the windows out. It was stuck there. I climbed out the window like Bo and Luke do that was the only scenarios we had that day the only thing we had in common i climbed out the window i walked my drunk self home i lived about two miles away i walked home three o'clock in the morning she got up she said where's my car i said don't ask she said where is my car you know i have to go to church you know i got to go to work she said where's my car i said it's in a rock pile at the end of the road oh she was mad at me she got up that next morning Mad, we didn't speak the whole day, so I decided to drink my problems away again. I drank some more, drank and drank and drank some more. Next morning, she got up. She had to go to work. Kids had to go to daycare. I wasn't going to take her because i have been drinking the whole night before. So she called her mama, Miss Ruby Lorenz, the greatest Christian influence in my life. She came and she picked up my wife and she picked up my children and she took my children to the daycare and she took my wife to work and then she came back to my house. (laughs) And I was still in bed with a hangover and, and, and somehow she would always give her mom a key to our house. I was in bed with a hangover, sleeping it off. Cowboy work, I could be there when I wanted to, type of deal. I woke up to somebody tapping me on the shoulder like this. It was Miss Ruby sitting on the side of the bed. She looked at me and she said, You're ruining everything God gives you. You're destroying everything God is trusting you with. You started with this car, but you're going to destroy your marriage. You're going to destroy being able to grow your kids up. And your wife's not going to take that much longer. When are you going to change? She said, you're destroying everything that's good. I'll never forget that conversation as long as I live. I got myself up and I said, I'm sorry, Miss Ruby. She said, sorry, don't cut it. Now you don't have something for your wife and kids to get around in. You need to change. You need to change. Brothers and sisters in the house of God, I changed that very day. She woke me up. She woke something up in my spirit. That same old mountain that I'd been going around like the Lord said, it put me in a new direction. Some of y'all need to go a different way than you've been going. You're missing opportunities to be what God has called you to be. You're missing out on God's best for your life because you're not willing to change. You're doing the same old stupid stuff. And I know who's doing it here because you're not listening. You're not paying attention. Let me say this. You're here by divine appointment. And if God is telling you today's the day for change, then you need to change. You need to Change. Thank God I never met. I'm, I'm going to thank God today that, that I didn't go and meet him with whiskey on my breath. I might not have been able to make it to heaven. Change is something every one of us needs. God said to come into here today. And the word of the Lord has, has brought me to tell you, don't resist what he's trying to do in your life. I don't know who God's talking to this morning, but don't resist what God is trying to do in your life. Yeah, you know what? You might lose some friends. You might even lose some families. You might even lose some loved ones. But I'd rather be with God than be without God today. And I testify that to my mother-in-law having the courage to look me in the eyes and say, you're ruining everything. I'm not scared to be your pastor. If you're in here today and you're doing drugs, you need to stop doing drugs. Somebody give God a praise if you hear me this morning. If you're in this house today and you're drinking and you're an alcoholic, you need to stop drinking and stop being an alcoholic because the Bible says a drunkard will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And I want you to go with me. And I'm not afraid to tell you or look any other cowboy in the eye and tell him that because I'm going to tell you something. God has a plan for you and that plan is to be sober. And I don't know why God changed everything at the end, at, at, when I walked up here and gave me this, but somebody here today is dealing with some kind of addiction. I don't know if it's pornography or, 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 or lying or gossip. I don't know what that addiction is. But God said for me to tell you, it's time to change. It's time to change. Maybe you just have a negative attitude on life. It's time to change. Maybe every you just can't find any peace, any joy, any happiness. Look for peace, joy, and happiness. God says it's time for change. Let me ask you this. Is there anybody in here today that's sick and tired of being sick and tired? Is there anybody in here fed up with their present situation? Is there anybody here to break that cycle of sickness and depression and debt in your life? Somebody here today needs to tell your neighbor enough is enough. I'm ready for change. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, enough is enough. I'm ready for change. I just thank God. I just thank God this morning that I'm not afraid to tell you there's a better way to live. And that's with Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. I would tell tell my mother-in-law all the time, just jokes and pick on her about being a Lutheran. And I'd pick on Mary about being a Lutheran. And man, I was just, just running into the ground. Just because I was a Baptist. Just because I was a Baptist, I thought I was better than any other religion. Then I met Jesus Christ. And I realized it wasn't about religion at all. It was about a relationship. And I love the fact that that we can come in here today and say, Devil, enough is enough in my life, I'm ready for change, I'm ready to get this fear out of my life, I'm ready to get this confusion out of my life, I'm ready to get this discouragement out of my life, I'm ready to get lack out of my life, I'm making room for Jesus in my life. What Miss Ruby had told me was, you need to stop going around that mountain, because all my friends drank, I thought it was cool to drink. Because all my friends cussed, I thought it was cool to cuss. Let me say this, drinking and cussing don't make you more of a man. I'm going to say that again. Drinking and cussing and doping and fighting don't make you more of a man. Some of the strongest men I've ever met in my life, I've met them in church. They're good godly men. They trust God let me say this somebody I'm talking to today is ready for change they're ready for that turnaround in this house we serve a God a turnaround cowboy church Right here at Caney Creek Cowboy Church, we serve a God of turnaround. From Genesis to Revelations in the Bible, he talks about turning things around. And I'm thankful that you're here this morning, that you can come to God and say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready for everything Pastor Mark's talking about this morning. I'm ready for a whole new start in my life. I love to see your heads just be shaking. But what does your heart say? You can't go off a of feeling. you got to go off of what you know. And if you know the road you're on is going to lead you to hell, you got to get off that road and get on God's road that leads to heaven this morning. This is a new season. This is a new season. We serve a God of turnaround here at Caney Creek Cowboy Church. And I feel the turnaround anointing is in this place this morning. Somebody's going to get a breakthrough right now. Somebody's going to be freed from addiction right now. Somebody's going to be freed from depression right now. Somebody that's been bonded by financial trouble is going to be set free this morning. And it ain't going to be because of the lottery. It's going to be because of the Lord. There's so many people that we try to be so real with at this church, but they just don't accept that. They just don't know where they're headed. It takes you and I to change our lives that we may be the only Bible that they see. And when they see us making a change, they'll want that change too. Early on in my ministry, there were several people that I really wanted to see get saved, but they were sitting around to see if I was saved. I had to make sure that I stayed out of the gray areas in my life, I had to remove myself from any doubt. I was telling Brother Donnie this last night when I first got saved, I, I, I enjoyed going to the pawn shops and looking around and seeing if there's an old saddle there or, or maybe I could buy a nice ring or a nice watch. I I, I would go to those pawn shops and I'd piddle around. I, I was a salesman so I was out freely mostly every day at, at that point when I got saved. So I would stop at pawn shops. And, and I'd been in church for probably a year and I was at a pawn shop one day. and. My best friend who led me to the Lord, he said, hey, man, what are you doing? He called me up. I said, man, I'm just hanging out. What are you doing? He said, I drove by over there at the pawn shop, saw your truck. I said, yeah, I'm in here looking around. See, they got any old saddles, old bits, anything? I'm just looking around. He said, you're setting off the wrong message. I said, do what? He said, yeah, you a Christian. You can't set off a message that you broke all the time. You look like you broke over there at the pawn shop. He said, you ought not go to the pawn shop. You're setting off the wrong message. I never thought of it like that. I still like to go to the pawn shop sometimes. But he was so true. So many of God's people walk around defeated, broke, not allowing God to move in their life, not allowing that change to come in because of what they've seen in their past. I really, back home, I stopped going to the pawn shop because I didn't want somebody to think, well, Brother Mark, he's a Christian, but he's pawning everything he's got. No, I didn't want somebody to make my Lord and Savior look like he wasn't the almighty provider that he is today. And I've seen him provide one too many times in my life. God is a God of increase this morning. You know, your season of change is coming. One of the greatest hindrance to your breakthrough is that you have this memory of your past. And we have a tendency to want to drag our past into our future. But God says the only way we can get a new start is to let go of the old ways. The only way, Brother Tim, you're going to get a new start over there in New Waverly is let go of that traditional stuff and say, God, here I am, use me. I want to be a missionary for you, Lord. That's all I keep my mind open. You know, we baptized 3,800, 3,900 people in the last eight years. And people say, well, where are they all at, Pastor? I don't know. I'm just a missionary doing a mission that God has sent me for. And you and I have to stay open for what God has coming for our life. You and I have to forget about what we've learned and move in away from what used to happen. Because some of us today, they can't even get a breakthrough because they think about the past. They can't even go into the future because they won't. Let go of their old ways. Some of you have destroyed every good thing that comes into your life because you process everything through the lenses of past disappointments and past hurts. I know a woman today in my church, she wants God to bring her a godly husband, but she settles for less. She can't just wait, she hopes that she can change somebody. Let me say this you can't change nobody, I can't change nobody. God is in the changing business. I I told her, I said, here's what I want you to do. She said, what, pastor? I said, I want you to write a list of all the qualifications you want to see in in, in, in what God wants to give you. And she put at the top a a godly husband. And she said, I want a godly man. I want a man who trusts the Lord. I want a man who's honest and integrity and this and that and the other. And I said, well, where are you looking for that man at? And she didn't say nothing. I said, I saw it. Where you were on Facebook the other night. What you're looking for, you're not going to find over at the honky tonks and donkey donks. You're only going to find what you're used to finding from your past. You can't pull something out of the past and expect it to be changed in the future. I don't know if somebody hears me today or not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter we got to serve a God, a turnaround. We've got to believe that it's time to let go of the old way of going and doing things. I want to say this this morning. I'm almost done. I want to talk to some people today who are standing on the edge of their miracle. God is about to move big. <laughs> you're, in, you're right on the edge. Don't give up. There are those listening to this message who are standing on the dividing line between yes and no, between just enough and then more than enough. How many could stand a little more than enough? Mm, Amen. Amen. You're not alone. There are those listening to this message who are standing on the dividing line between more than enough, between struggling and stress to resting in His blessings, between debt and debtless between weeping and rejoicing. The truth is, most of us have at this, been at this place and we've been so close to that breakthrough that we could reach out and touch it, but we let our past haunt us. The devil is a liar, folks. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. i say it again. The devil is a liar. I planted some roots here at this church with my new house. I'm thankful for that today. I'm thankful that God had blessed us and opened up that door. But I'm going to be honest with you. I was letting the devil whisper in my head, you're never going to be able to pay for that. What if God calls you somewhere else? What if if something happens and, and, and you can't afford it? Then you're going to be able to put your family on the street. Don't do that. Man, I even, two weeks before we closed on our house, I drove Mary back over there and tried to talk her out of closing on the house. If the devil whisper lies in my head, I know he'll whisper lies in your head. Well, what if you quit your job and you feel like you really got great potential to go somewhere? I talked to a guy this week and he said, Brother Mark, I I, I got a job opportunity and I have this boss. And, and this boss is is younger than me, Pastor Mark, and he's, and, and he's a jerk. I'm just going to speak English. He's a jerk. Anybody have a jerk, boss? Don't raise your hand. I might be that boss. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Don't raise your hand. And I... <laughs> He said, Brother Mark, I got a boss that's younger than me, and he's just a jerk. He's just arrogant. He's a jerk, and I think he's going to be here a long time. And I got this opportunity to go to this other business, Pastor Mark, but it's about $4 an hour less than I make now. I said, what's your piece worth? I said, you might get into that new job. I said, you might get into that new job, and they see all that you're qualified for and then take you above $4 in what you were making. But you'll never know unless you go. Sometimes we have to step out of our comfort zone and just trust God. Maybe you think, well, I'll never stop smoking weed. There are some people in my church today that have stopped smoking weed. Maybe you say, well, I'll never stop cussing. There are some people in my church today that have stopped cussing. Somebody say amen. I hope there is anyway. There are some people in my church that stopped drinking, that stopped lying, that stopped gossiping, that have changed. Say changed. That's changed. Some people are so close. It could be the devil whispering in your ear, reminding you that you're never going to make it, that you're not going to be able to do it. You're never going to get out of jet. You're never going to start that business. You're never going to see your family saved. You're never really going to meet a godly soulmate. You're never going to be have a successful church, a, a successful ministry. You're always going to be struggling. You're always going to be worrying. You're always going to, listen, tell him to go back to hell where he belongs. You're not trying to listen to those lies anymore. And I come to tell somebody this. I'm done. Listen to me. We're going to take the Lord's Supper today. We're going to do it in remembrance of Him. But I I got to tell you this. Listen to me. Because you need to soak this last part up in your heart this morning. I come to tell someone today, the only one who can keep you from your blessings is you. The only one that can steal your blessings and allow that to happen and no change to come into your life is you. The only one who can keep you from being the church gossip, the church slander, is you. You got to say, "Look, I'm tired of being that person that is 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 just losing my blessings." I'm gonna say this to you this morning. I walked into a Pizza Hut the other day, or, or CC's Pizza, not Pizza Hut. How many like CC's Pizza? They got a little thing called a buffet. I didn't get this hourglass figure missing too many buffets i walked into a cc's pizza the other night after church with my wife and we were going to have buffet we knew that 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 a lot of people would go there after church and and we were we were counseling people after church and we were praying for people and so we kind of got out of here we start at six o'clock tonight if you've wondered because i haven't seen you i'm just telling you we start at six touch somebody and say we start at six Okay, I'm just wondering. Don't want you to leave out. Okay, I plug our Sunday night service. Thank you, Lord. I walked into CC's Pizza, and I see the buffet there. It's ten minutes after eight. I, I see the buffet there, and I see all the people enjoying the buffet. And I walked up, and I told the guy behind the counter. I said, "I, I, I, I need two buffets and a Dr Pepper and an unsweet tea." And he said, "I'm sorry, sir. It's after eight o'clock. We close our buffet at eight o'clock." but we're open till 10. I said, well, I see everything else that's out over there. Yeah, but we close our buffet out at eight o'clock. I said, okay, thank you. I'll just go somewhere else. So I grabbed my wife and we left and we began to go to another place. And she said, why, why do you want to leave? Why why are we going to leave today? I said, honey, I I, I said it like this. I said, I said, "I, I refuse to stay at a place where I can see it, I can smell it, but I can't take it. I can't partake of it. I can't have it. See, some of you are going to church and going to church and going to church and going to church. But you ain't took possess of what God wants you to have. And and I want to say this, I'm not going to sit around and let other people enjoy what I'm supposed to have either. Or rob me of what I'm supposed to have. You can't sit around and let other people rob you of your blessings. So I come here to tell someone today it's time for you to change your life. It's time to allow God to change your life. You can sit around and watch somebody else. You can sit around and criticize somebody else. You can sit around and analyze me and and talk about me behind my back and put me down. But you're not going to keep me down. Because I serve an awesome God. You need to make your mind up for change this very day. I want to tell you right now, it's time to move into that place of change. God has something bigger and better in store for you. Which leads me to the Lord's Supper. It was time for change. They had the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper. It was that time where the Lord would call out one of his 12 and say, somebody here is going to betray me. Somebody here that's eating with me is going to betray me. They went around the table and said, Is it I, Lord? Is it I, Lord? Is it I, Lord? And then Judas stuck his hand in a bread bowl there. And the Lord said, It's the one that stuck his hand in the bread bowl. I think that was the Lord calling him out on his life. I think what Miss Ruby did to me was called me out. On the way that I was living which helped me tremendously I still think that Judas had a choice I still think Judas could have probably repented but he never did he just continued down that path someone asked me one time do you think Judas went to heaven absolutely not there are a lot of people today that are absolutely not going to go to heaven absolutely not going to go to heaven I don't want that to be you today I want you to pray and ask Christ to come into your life. Open up your heart for change. Be ready. Be ready. Say, be ready. Be ready ready for change. Every head bowed and every eye closed. We're going to pray and we're going to ask you to allow God to come into your life today. And then we're going to take up the Lord's Supper this morning. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you can heal the sick and make the blind see and, Father, make the lame walk, Father. And Father, I praise your holy name this morning for change. And I thank you so much for Miss Ruby Lorenz. She met the entire word, world to her, her, her daughter, Mary, and she met the entire world to, to her son-in-law, Mark Grimes. I thank her for coming over there that day and said, look, you're ruining everything. You're on a path for destruction. Before long, you're going to lose your wife, and before long, you're going to lose your kids. I woke up that day, Cowboy Church. It's time for some of you to wake up. You're about to lose your wife. You're about to lose your kids. You're about to lose your finances. You're about to lose your stuff. And you may even lose your salvation, lose your life. And you may even go to hell. Wake up today. Allow God to control your life. If you're here today and you've never prayed and asked Jesus into your heart, just pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, come into my life and save me. I know that I'm a sinner Lord please forgive me of my sins I believe you died on the cross for me and today I ask you to come into my heart I make you my Lord and Savior I'm gonna trust you from this day forward Lord remove anything that is not supposed to be in my life out of my life pray with me right now say Lord remove anything and anybody That's keeping me from you today. If you prayed that with me and gave your heart to the Lord, let me see your hands. Just slip it up today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. God, you're so good. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for those ten hands that this is a brand new life for them, a brand new season. A new change is coming your way. For all of you that clapped, listen, for all of you that clapped, you need to find these people. You need to, when they join our church, when they become a part of what we're doing, you need to gather around and help them walk. Somebody say, help them walk. Maybe push them along. Push them along. Encourage them. Brother Garrett said something to me the other night. He said, he said Brother Mark, if it was my daughter, I'd sure want somebody to help her. Boy, that just touched me to the core, Garrett Metcalf. We got to help our brothers and sisters along. Lord, I just thank you so much for those ten hearts today that gave to you. If there's anybody here today that needs to rededicate their life to the Lord, you know you're saved. You know if you die today, you go to heaven, but your whole life has not been adding up. To You know that you're missing your blessings by the way you live it. Maybe you haven't gotten rid of lying. Maybe you haven't gotten rid of cussing. Maybe you haven't gotten rid of of, of being a drunk or being drinking or, or, or smoking a little smoke. Let me tell you something. If you rededicate your life to the Lord and you ask God and you place that stuff at this altar today, God will remove it from your life. He'll take the pills out of your life. If you pop pills, He'll take pills out of your life. If you're angry all the time, God will take that anger out of your life. If you're here today and you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, just say, Lord, help me in those areas. You know what it is. I'm not judging you. I ain't here to judge nobody. I just want to see you make it to heaven. If you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, just say, Lord, I rededicate my life to you today. I know I'm a work in progress and I make excuses for my sins. Lord, show me my sins today and help me to remove them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise in the house of God this morning.